Okay, so continuing um, some more halachas of a Gabbai Tzedakah, Simon Reishnon Zayin. And I think that this is relevant not only to Gabbai Tzedakah, I think that we could find some other cases that this is relevant. And again, it's coming off the halacha that we, that we mentioned previously, is that a Gabbai Tzedakah, we want him to be as honest as possible. And there's always a, always, always an Indian of a Yisim Nikim, Me'ashem, Umi Yisrael, is that a person should always look like he's not doing, we don't want him, we don't want anyone either being chesh at him, accusing him that he's doing something wrong, and even if he's not doing something wrong, that Hashem knows that he's not doing something wrong. So a person has the obligation to be clean, and to be, be that he's not being accused by Hashem, but as the same thing, by Kalal Yisrael, that no one should accuse him that he's doing something wrong. So therefore, the halacha is as follows. Gabay Tzedakah, so we mentioned this halacha earlier that when a when a gabai is collecting, then it's then then you cannot have one person collecting himself. We need to have need to have two people collecting together. Two two people need to need to be collecting together. That way, there's honesty on that 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 the money stays stays honest. So now the concern is, if two guys are in the marketplace. And now you're going to send, and they're going to separate. So one person is going to go and start walking around the marketplace, and the other guy is going to stay by, by the, by, on the side where they're collecting. So then there's going to be a concern that people are going to say, oh, they just raised money for whatever cause that they're collecting. They're collecting for Achanaz's Kala. And now the other guy's going, and he's going and buying lunch. He's using the money that was just raised to buy lunch. So therefore, they, they cannot separate from each other then, and they have to they have to stay together. And it has to be that they but they're allowed to separate a little bit. They have to just be able to be in in um visual um sight they have to be able to be able to see each other and as long as that they're in sight of each other then that's fine. That if uh, that if one is in a store and one is in and one is in the market, and as long as they're able to see each other, that's going to be fine. So now another interesting Allah, and I think that this is relevant um, for Yeshiva Bachram that are collecting on Purim and and any other time that someone's collecting money, someone's even even going around around in Shul. I was trying to think how this is going to be relevant in Shul, and I think it would be relevant. I'm just not sure exactly how to how to how it's going to play out. So someone is someone finds money in shul, and let's say the guy he's going around, he's, he's shaking the pushkas around around shul, and now he sees money on a table, and he's and he's and so the halacha is money laying in a shul, is technically hefker that the other mashman v'kisa people are people are, are are walking through walking in and out of shul unless it's placed in a way that there's a simon that's clear that someone left it there. If it's not clear, if it looks like someone just forgot it there, um, then. Then, then you're allowed to take that money. Um, someone asked me on Matzah Shabbos, there was money lying in the corner of the coat room. I wonder if it's still there. Um, there was money in the coat room. It's in the corner. So I said, I'm assuming that someone just found it in their pocket on Shabbos and put it in the corner, and like they, they emptied their pocket on Shabbos. So I'm assuming. Um, it was under all the, buried under some of those raincoats and buried under some of those reflectors. Um, yeah, there's so, a cement. It's hidden. So, right. So that money's in the corner in the coat room, so that's that's seemingly hidden. That's that the person put it there with a simon. But money that was just randomly on a table. What would the halacha be? A person, the person's allowed to take it. You find money on the floor. Don't go look around. 
There's money on the floor. There's money, huh? Yeah. So you're allowed to take it. So it's it's hefker, and and, and they're, they're, at that point, there's yish, and you're allowed to take that money. What happens if the guy that's going around collecting the stucco finds the money? Is he allowed to take the money now? No, because he's collecting for for a thing. So well, Allah, he's allowed to have. He's allowed to take money. He's allowed. To, he's allowed to give it to himself. That money's his. He happens to be. He's walking around shul and he sees money just laying on a table. But he was in shul for a particular mission, so he shouldn't be. No, able to I'm in shul because I'm davening mincha. Uh, oh, in the middle okay, of Chazar okay, Shachs, I go around. I'm davening mincha. He's in shul and because he's davening mincha, or he's in shul to in collect. In shul to davening mincha. I'm oh. I'm in shul davening mincha. Middle Chazar Sashat, I go around and I collect and I'm shaking those pushkas and I'm going around. But now he's and now, he, now he's collecting, so he's so going what? around shul for collecting. So, he, uh, so whatever he does on that job while he's collecting, it should be for the collection. Okay, so they might not have a gabay stock halacha, but I was thinking if this halacha is going to be relevant as well. So the halacha is Motza gabay mois pashok lo yitni musach kisa. You should not put it in his wallet. You should put it into the into the container that he, he's collecting all the stock. That's right. You should put it into the pushka. Because that's why he's going around. But listen, listen to what when he gets home. Take it out. Then yitlaim, then he's allowed to take it. The point is that in public, people shouldn't see him putting money in his pocket, and they miss the first half of the story, and they don't realize that he just found the money. And they're going to see, all they're going to see is the end of the story. They see him, see, see he's holding Pushka in one hand. In the other hand, he's taking money and putting it in his pocket. So what do they think? A person that didn't see that he just found the money is going to think that he just took money from the Pushka. That's where money is. And he put it into his pocket. So I would think that the same Allah should be with the Gabbai Tzak as someone going around collecting, collecting money in Shul. Although, or a boy although, on Purim, although, and he has he has his own personal husband and he has a public husband. Although here people have assigned seats and they and they have money, but they're going to put in this in the pushka, so they have it by their seat. So it's not like it's not okay. Really so right. okay, if it, I'm talking about a case that it's not that you wouldn't assume that it doesn't look like that the person that was sitting there by the evening left it there, but you're right, you're right. If it looks like someone someone intentionally left it there, or or we know whose it is, and he. It's in a, in a scenario that the person would expect to find it back then, when it comes to the next daven, and then you're right. Okay, so that's one case that the Gabbai should not take the money for himself. Rather, he's allowed to take the money for himself, but he shouldn't do it publicly. People should not see him taking the money for himself, and rather he should put it into the pushka, and later when he gets home, then he's allowed to take it for himself. Similarly, The Gabbai loaned money. He loaned $100 to his friend. And now, in the middle of davening, He's coming around collecting the pushkas. And his friend says to him, Oh, perfect timing. Here's $100. And he gives him $100. So again, he shouldn't take that money and put it into his pocket. Because people are not going to understand. People are going to think that he, that he was just handed money. That it was supposed to go into the pushka. And now that it was a Franklin, now he puts it in his pocket. So that's what, that's what people are going to assume. So therefore, therefore, he should put it into the pushka. Later, when no one sees him, then he's allowed to go take it out. That would be the halacha. And a similar halacha. So you have two guys that collected together. So we're discussing that there's two guys collecting together. Now, they should not have two people count the money. Meaning, we shouldn't split the pile in half and you collect, count half and I count half. Because there's a, a concern... 
and I saw the way the Rambam says it as says El Acher Echad. I'm not sure what the right wording is over here, um, but it's either, but rather you should only have one person c- counting the one money because there is a again that people should not think that one person is walking away with the money. And I was trying to figure out what this case. I spent I spent a bunch of time trying to figure out what this halacha was. Is that we shouldn't have two people counting the money because people are going to think that one of them is walking away with the money. Rather, we should have one person counting the money together. And I was trying to figure out why, why is there a chashad? And my understanding, the only way I'm understanding this halacha is that the two people, they're going to count the money and they're not standing next to each other. It's not that we have, we have a pile of cash and we're both standing next to each other and, and you're counting half of it and I'm counting half of it. Is rather it's in a case that maybe we're in two different rooms or we're in two different areas and someone's going to see and say, oh, they were all collecting, they were both collecting together. Now he has his personal pile. Now he has his personal stash. So they're going to say, oh, so where's the other half? Oh, that guy took it. So therefore, therefore a person, a person, if they're counting the money, then we should have one person count the money for both of them and that should be a, a public collection. Halacha Beis. Gabay Tzedaka she'ein lahem aniyam lechalik. A Gabay Tzedaka, he doesn't have, it should be every Gabay's biggest problem. There's no more poor people. And he has excess amount of money, and he doesn't know what to do with the money. So, I, I never heard an organization having this issue. Um, but there's too much money in the fund. And now they don't, he doesn't know what to do with it. So the halach is mitzarfim hamayis dinarim laacherim avolay laatzma. So what this guy wants to do, he says he has a lot of he has a lot of copper coins, and he wants to change it over. He doesn't want to carry copper coins. Copper coins is there's so many of them. There's pe- hundreds hundreds of pennies. So he doesn't want to have so many pennies. Rather, he switches it over to get. Um, he wants to get gold coins. That way, gold coins he'll only have a few coins, and he won't have as much to watch. It'll be easier for him. So the Allah is, if he's changing the money, he could only change the money with someone else. He shouldn't change the money with his own own money, because again, the same chash that people people are going to see, oh, that he's taking money for himself. They're not going to realize it's a gold coin, and he's just swapping out money. They suddenly see that oh, he had tons of copper coins, and now suddenly, suddenly they all became his private money. So how does that apply to someone trying to take change from a person? Um. It is sort of the same thing. And not only that, I've heard complaints that there's a specific person who will rename, with, with remain nameless. Plony Almoni. thank you. Um, that there's one person that came over to me multiple times to complain that, that so-and-so is, takes change and we end up with less money in the Pushka. So and so might not not know how to count, and so and so is very possessive over the pushkas, and so and so is jumping to conclusions, and I, I don't I'm really not sure the person taking the change, and I'm well, sure that it's not an issue. I was saying the person taking the change doesn't know how to count. That's... No, I think the person that's taking the change knows no, how no, to no, count, no, no, just... and the person that's that's claiming that the person doesn't have it that is is bringing up the issue doesn't is it doesn't have to count. Either um, way. Either way. Right. Okay. So I think that, um, 
So, the way I always understood it was that if he's giving money to Tzedakah, then, then the issue is the issue is not going to be there. If, if I'm, you put in a dollar, you take out 90 cents, it's fine. But if you put a dollar and take out a dollar, that's not really what you should be doing. Right, so everyone, everyone understands that from different than this halacha. Everyone understands the halacha that you're just using tzedakah money. That's the way people, people say it. Over here, over here, we're coming up with a whole different concern. No, this is, this is changing your money for the tzedakah money. And that's what you're not supposed to do. Right, over here, because the reason is that people might think that you're, yeah, you're, that you're swapping out. Right. That's what I would think. I, I would think that, 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 it, that it should be the same. Okay. Thank. Okay. So I. So I, I remember. That. I saw. This, I saw this earlier today. Um, so the the Bad Shulchan brings down a Beis Yaakov that says something which is I think would be for most of our Pushka cases. So he says that if there's no there's no concern. Number one, there's there's no concern that we're not chesed that this person is going to to swap out and he's and he's and he's that there's no concern that he's taking some of the money for himself. Number one. Number two case is that it's a dover muat. That it's we're dealing with minimal amount of money. It's not doing we're not dealing with major money. So in both of those ca- cases, then mutter lekachas lasim, then they're allowed to take the money for themselves. They're like a chshad of muat. There's no chshash on us on that that What's someone's going. So I don't know. What is that today? I don't know. And a dollar, five dollars, twenty-five cents. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I would think when we're still dealing with a few dollars, a person's not going. And I, I, I don't think someone's going and stealing from Shul just that small amount. Someone wants to steal, they do it right. They didn't take a lot of money. And they get access to a lot of money. Um, there's also, there's also I, I think that there's a... Someone stand, standing up there in public and going in middle mincha, and he has his you see you see his five dollars is on the bima he's taking out five other dollars and he's and he and he's making the whole thing i think so i think i i believe that the person is being honest i don't think that uh, a, a a rational person is going to think that he's he's cheating shul so the time when it becomes more apparent is by But then everyone's because taking change, right? Because there's more, a lot more money involved, possibly. Lot of times, if the item is put on the table or uh, for yantas, right? And there, are you able to write a check and take money back? Can you cash your checks for So that gets into a whole different uh, other issue: is maybe taking your tax deduction on that. It's I don't know whether you are or you're not. Is a check considered cash today? Is what? Is a check considered cash today? It's still a no. Um, for in terms of what? In terms of which halacha? Any halacha, really. 
So it, it depends, depends for what? For tzedaka, it's considered that you gave money for tzedaka. You're giving money. The issue issue is when there's when there's a concept of lachem, and that money, if it's given on a it's given on a Sunday or it's giving after ba- bank hours, that's when the place can discuss that maybe this money doesn't this check doesn't have value just yet, till so the bank reopens. In today's world, you can have the cash. You can deposit online or on your phone. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe it takes two account. days. No, you can get it right away. You can get it right away. Yeah. I mean, it takes two days. Yeah. Sometimes it may charge you a little bit. No, I, I, I think it's so, right. So, okay, I mean, so that, but in such a case, case, but in such a case, that, so then, for sure, for sure, has has cash value. So that's what the placement discuss. If it um a, a check during during bank hours, so that's what some of the some of the placement are so wanted to want to be that 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 a check during bank hours is for sure has cash value, and then after after bank hours. Then, then some place can wanted to say not, and then the the argument was no because you have money changers. Any money changer will take, um, will, will take the, take the check, and the check really does have cash value. So if it has cash value, then, then it's 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 enough as matanos It's enough to then 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 it's as if I paid for my esrig, and that that can make a lochem, um, and and that's and that should that should be enough. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, that was uh, that was the concept with the uh, mayor, wasn't it? That mayor, he, then he got a television show. I'm not sure. He paid for something with check, and they. That's an old story that we don't need to get into. <laughs> okay, I'm not familiar with these stories. It was before well, you were born. Yeah. Before <laughs> I was born. Okay, I'm happy. Before you were born, but it's definitely. Uh... Four days that I remember. Okay, so let, let's continue. So, so similarly, if a if a similar halacha is that if they in in a place that they collected food, they collected food for a tamchli, and they they went around, and now it comes nighttime, and there's there's just an ex- excess amount of food. There there's there's too much food. People had tremendous amount of food that they gave gave to the tamchli that day, and there's not that many aniyim that are hungry. So the halacha is yimkuru lacherim avalei They should sell off the food that night but they should sell it to other people and again they shouldn't sell it to themselves because people are going to be concerned that he's taking he's taking the food and he's not really giving stock of the right amount of money for the for that food so now a a halacha which seems somewhat contradictory to this halacha that has questions questions how this all works so then the machaber says in my gabay tzaka, we don't start getting nitpicky with the gabay tzaka when it comes to tzaka. There's the halacha. The pasuk says that we trust the gabay, we trust the gizbar. Is that if someone's in charge of a tzaka, generally we're going to trust them. We trust them that they're doing the right thing with it, and we don't jump down their back. This, uh, these are halachas on them. They should be careful that people shouldn't be chayshu them. But at the same time, when it comes to so sh- should we be down their back, because we're, we're saying that there is this element of chad, so, so should we be down their back and say, okay, we want to see your books, and we, and we, want, we want to make sure that everything, everything you're doing is perfect. So the halacha is we trust them and don't question them. That is the general halacha. Says the Ramah, Mikol makayim kedeshiyu nekiyim me'ashem Yisrael in order to be clean, both from Hashem, both from Klal Yisrael, it's good for the Gabai 
So we're not allowed to ask him. But it's still good for the Gabbai to have a good Cheshman. These are talking about the kosher Gabbais. These are the Gabbais, the proper Gabbais that are doing things right. Someone that's not kosher. Or he was pushed into this position with strength. And it's not necessarily he wasn't chosen because he's trustworthy. Rather he was chosen because he was stronger and he was more powerful, more politically um, charged. What, whatever it was that he was able to get this position, but it wasn't because of his honesty, then Allah is Then he's then he we mandate is mandatory that he must give a khajman of all his money. So he probably won't be so comfortable with this, and especially if he got in with power, he's not gonna be excited that we're gonna go and he's gonna know this halacha that we're demanding a khajman from him and not from other people. But that's too bad. The halacha is that he has to show he has to show every penny, he has to explain where the money's going. And this is the same halacha follows anyone that's appointed on the tzibor is generally if they're if they're a trustworthy person we trust them if they're someone that got in because of political power or anything else any other strength then they need to show that they need to show their their work. So now, so now this is an interesting halacha. Now the tzibor they want his term is up. And they want to replace him. So it's somewhat embarrassing. He's a Gabbite stalker now for five years. And now we're gonna go replace him and say, okay, now you're not Gabbite stalker anymore. You're not in charge of you're not the not the treasurer of the shul anymore. Now we're gonna give the treasurer of the shul to someone else. So it's gonna seem, it may seem as a concern that and this, I could for sure see people talking this way and saying, oh, the reason why the shul is getting a new treasurer is because he was doing things with the money that were not proper. That's why you need 10 minutes for these What? That's why you need? 10 minutes. need 10 minutes because or else you can never get rid of them because people are going to start talking like this. So the Ramah says, no, don't worry about it. He says, we're not worried. We're allowed to replace a guy from his position. Says the Shach, he says, this is only once the term is up that you're allowed to, allowed to replace him. He says, because it was the Minigamakaim that when it came, the, the, came their time, the term was up, then someone else is going to come in their place. So he says, because there's the Minig, then there's no Khshad. But it, it's Mashma that during their term, you're not allowed to replace them because now people are going to be them that they did something wrong. So therefore, therefore, a treasurer um, must a shul, even if they're they're not happy with the treasurer, as long as it's not a concern about the trust, um, then then they're they should not replace him in the middle of the term because people are going to be him that maybe he did something wrong, and similarly, I would I would venture to say that a a gabai tzokah shouldn't step down from the position during his term again because of the yisim nikim. Is that he should stay? He should stay. Stay clean, and people are going to say. People are going to see him stepping down. They're going to think again. Maybe, maybe it's because money wasn't was was going wrong, and therefore, no, you don't agree. You think everyone knows which way it went? I think for him stepping down, it's very clear that it's his choice. Right, but I, I, I think I think that. I think okay, you're you're right. Reason, you're right. That's the same way of saying if someone is. In, has a five-year term and it could in theory be renewed, but they've decided they don't want to renew it. 
Right, I hear. Okay. You're right. I guess I guess what I'm saying is that there's a if it's not going to be clear. And there's there's we're gonna leave room for people talking and people are gonna start start saying that there's a never talk No, people would never never everyone's down the cups close. And especially especially by us and Yidin. We'd never have to be concerned with any of these. This is talking about other other communities. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Siv Gimel. Hatstaka harehi bechlal hanedarim. So now moving on to the next topic. It's not focusing on gabayim anymore as much. We'll still touch on gabayit staka, but it's not the focus. Not gabayit staka now. The focus is now is what is the mitzvah of staka and how does that play out. So the halacha is a staka is like every other neder. Lafika Someone says I'm obligating myself. Someone says I um, um I I will give is on me to give a um, hundred dollars to staka. Then the person is a chray to give. A person picks up a dollar and says, Okay, this is money is going to Tzedakah. The halacha is chayiv litna la'aniyim miyad. He has to give it immediately to Aniyim. Which is interesting. And I think that it really it really depends on the, the time and place that, that the halacha is that the way the Mechabra saw the word Tzedakah was that it always means staka means going to give it to Ani. I don't think when the average person today sa- says the word staka, they don't think that it means that. They mean it means the pushka and jewel. They mean that it's it's um it's whatever Ramir Balanes cause that they have pushka in their house or any other Ramir Balanes or Kupadair or any other thing that, that they may come across. It's not necessarily going for Aniyim. So the Mechaber had that it was a very limited understanding of what, of what Staka is, and Staka always was for Anim specifically. To the point, the Pischi points out, he says, what if you don't find an Ani? So he says, it's not my responsibility to go seek out an Ani. Oh, so one second, let me, let me finish the Mechaber. The Mechaber says, Vim Icher, if someone holds or someone refrains from giving it to, a, to an Ani immediately, then then he's over Babalta Acher, he's Babalta Acher he has a nether, it's a regular nether, and he didn't fulfill his nether. So he's holding back, he's refraining from paying up his nether, and therefore he should do it immediately. And there's, there's always poor people, you don't have to worry about finding a poor person, there's always poor people. So if a person made a nether that he's going to give money to tzedakah, he should give it immediately. And if he doesn't, then then he is over on balta acher. Vim aniyim. If there are no aniyim, the halach is mafresh umeniach achiyim tzaniyim. Then he should put it on the side, and he should separate it from his money, and put it on the side, and wait till he finds a poor person. So on this, the pischei tshuva says. That it's not his obligation to go search for an ani, and he says even if it's going to pass three yom tevim, meaning it's almost going to be a full year past, and he still never found an ani. So this is a impressive guy. He never crossed paths with an ani 
in, he's a hermit and he stayed a hermit, right? So and it's um yeah. So this guy he never found any poor people. So Allah he's allowed to wait. He just continues waiting until he finds an ani, until an ani comes his way. He says that's the that's the sheet of the Ran and the Bach that they say it's clearly that a person is not obligated. Sorry, that's not, not the Bishlaji, but that's the Shach. The Shach says that. So, okay. This is talking about regular money that a person is able to distribute on his own. So, regular, so I have money and I know there's going to be poor people, so I'm able to distribute it on my own. When, when we make a nether in shul, that the shul's making an appeal for a specific cause, then, and it's not that he's, he's not going to be the one distributing, rather it's going to a specific cause, and it's going for a hachnasas kalo, it's going for whatever, whatever the cause may be, and it's that the way to pay up your responsibility is to give it to the gabai, whoever's in charge of that, that fundraiser. Literally, at a gabai, a shadstock, a shiyeshloi, litin le gabai, is you're not over on it. The only time you're gonna be over is if is if there's there's aniyim there and they're technically able to claim the money. But a gabai, a gabai is a third party, and therefore it's no difference if it's in my hand or the gabai's hand. It's not the it's not I'm not paying up my, my chayv to the aniyim unless it actually hits the ani's hand. And 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 the responsibility was to give it to the ani. So a a third party that's collecting it, I'm not going to be over on Balta Acher if I don't pay it immediately. So it says, Unless the gabe comes and sends you an invoice, once you get that invoice, then it's a person a person should pay that immediately. So if there are aniyim locally, and a person promises going to give money. And even though there's a third party involved, and now he gets the invoice, then he has to pay it immediately. So, what happens in shul when we get the when we get the invoice from shul? Is there the same halacha that a person has that he has to pay it immediately, or does a person have time? A person have paid time time to pay it up? Is it a is it a nether that a person made a nether to shul? Most of the times the nether is to the shul, not to the tzedakah, not to an anani. Right, okay, so, so let's say a person makes a nether to shul. So a person makes a nether, so now there's a, there's a mitzvah, or there's a, it's a law, you shouldn't, you have to pay you shouldn't hold back from paying it. Mm-hmm. Hey, then you shouldn't. What? Then you shouldn't, unless the understanding is over time that you Right, so, that, so that's the only thing I was thinking is that is that there, there's many people that that's their understanding is saying, I'm going to bid for something on Simchas Torah, and I'm not, and I can't, I can't pay for it in one shot, and I'm not, and Shul understands that, that that was part of the understanding, is that we we'd rather a person buy every single aliyah, and pay it over the year than not than than the aliyahs go for cheaper, we'd rather we 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 want that person to bid. And that way, eventually, Shul will get will get more money. 
even though it's good to have money up front, but at the end of the day, Shul wants to be able to get the more money. So I think there's that that understanding in place. That's a, that's the way I would understand a a the a shul setup. Um, both in terms of the person bidding and both in, both in terms of um, the invoice. What, what are your thoughts when you when you're auctioning it? I mean, you know, some people are not going to pay straight away. Right. So, I think that I think that proves the point. Is that you know that when you're auctioning it off. Maybe it should be stated at the beginning of the auction. Is that what? That we understand to clarify this, just and we understand that the you can that some people will be paying over time and some people are paying immediately. Meaning the giving offering, giving giving that resource. Like I know in um, You ever heard someone in, someone do that? In England they did some hysteria, so they besides selling for cash, they let Yeshiva Bachrim buy with Blatt, yeah. Blatt. So the stipulation on the Blatt Gemara was it had to be done by Hanukkah. Really? Yeah. It had to be additional learning, it had to be done by Hanukkah. So I've, maybe it should be a stipulation. I've heard, I've heard Blatt being sold when I was in Yeshiva, they, they sold Blatt, it had to be finished before Nexius Nef- 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 Hosteria. So the guys were sitting on, 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 on Shminat <laughs> and, and quickly learning their 100 Blatt. Uh, <laughs> That's why they said I didn't. It has to be done by Hanukkah. Maybe there should be. Only People are always going to do it on the last day. So it depends just when maybe, the last day is. Yeah, but, no, but maybe it should be stated that pledges, some kind of terrify or auction pledges, are due by, for example, Pesach. So you have to pay by Pesach. That's interesting. Auction. That's an interesting idea. I leave a credit card off. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> that's the easy way of doing it. Right here. Um, okay, so that, 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 that's my understanding is that as long as the understanding is in place, then it's not a person's not going to be over about the Over here, a person was going to that there's, there's aniyim that they're, they're, fun, they're raising funds for aniyim and that aniyim are, are there, so just pay them. That that that's the halacha. That person promises he's going to give it and so he has to give it. This is probably a different scenario when you're raising for an institution, shul or something. Like, would we let somebody come in and buy tickets for the uh, Chinese auction? Absolutely. Everyone should buy tickets to the Chinese no, auction. No, but then they say, you know what, I'm going to buy $1,000 worth of tickets, but I'm going to pay you $100 a month. I don't want That's $1,000 worth of tickets. Now. And they're going to give us, for 10 months, they're going to give us $100? Yeah. That's totally fine. Some and then it comes out, this, I didn't win, so I decided I'm not going to eat. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, okay, That's. Only gonna be certain about the winners. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, okay. So let's let's pick up from here here next time. Bezer Hashem next week. How many okay. raffle tickets did you buy? I think that. How many do you?